Welcome to the Minorities Report Podcast. I'm Antonio Alcazar. I'm here with... Here's Johnny! Jason Technoa. I was going to say, that's not Johnny. Oh, uh, I didn't shit. change uh, any hosts. It, oh. it is Jason still. Are you sure? <laughs> um, we're, we're here with another movie? Yeah, we uh, are. That's what we do, right? Are, <laughs> huh. I thought we were doing an anime this week. Yeah, we, were we doing anime? Akira! Uh, we did... Um, uh, have you watched Akira? Yeah, you have. Of course. I yeah, have. for sure. Okay. Uh, we did The Shining. We're here to yeah. review The Shining today. Yeah, man. We did... We're we're still on our uh, January kick here. We're halfway through this terrible fucking month. January is actually the month I hate most out of any month of the year. Yeah, it's like a real slow start month. It yeah. feels like it feels like uh, like when you're trying to get out of like a lot of snow. Yes. it's a lot of like spinning. That's totally what the month feels. like. Yeah, it's like maybe it's different if you live in the south or something like that. But it's just like slow and. Yeah, you know, you know like, what it was like when I was living in Florida because I lived in Florida for three yeah. years. Uh, it was three years of feeling like time didn't happen. Yeah, because the the thing about Wisconsin where you get different um, seasons, yeah, is that you feel the passage of the years. Sure. Whereas in Florida, it felt like one three year long year. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, where it just yeah. wouldn't end because yeah. uh, it was just more of the same. Yeah, I guess I, w- I would notice it when the storms hit. Sure, there sure. was like a stormy yeah. spring season. storms and stuff like yeah. that. No, no, yeah. no, it was like August. Like, oh, okay. that's when like yeah. the hurricane started. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so, like, you know, when storm season would start, I'd be like, oh, boy, here we go with the heavy shit. Here but, we go. Uh, but it was still raining all the sure, time. Sure. You know, it was just, like, heavier rains. Yeah, January for me is, like, almost every other month I have something to enjoy. Like, February is short, so I can enjoy it. March is spring. We're starting to get I, – I go back to my work and stuff like that. You know, yeah. I'm back in the swing of things. I'm There's ready like to rock. movement. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. April, things are starting to get nicer and whatnot. You know, yeah. the, the, the flowers are starting to bloom. But January just, like – it's just going to be this for a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> and I think like, it's because, like, I love I love the end of summer. I love fall. Like, I love October so much. Yeah, you know, I yeah. love Hollow Green is so good. <laughs> I love, uh, I like November a lot. I sure. enjoy December with kids. I enjoy Christmas and stuff like yeah. that. And then we hit New Year. And, you know, I've and, never been a, a holidays guy. Sure, sure. Uh, from, from Thanksgiving to Christmas, oh. uh, to me, is always like, Obligations okay. is what they are, and and because I have a you know like uh, a daughter who's yeah. like older now, yeah, uh, she there, it's there's a lot of just like okay, we got to secure gifts, we got to make sure that yeah. like the the uh, plans are in order, the party's gonna be in order. Sure. It's just a lot of like logistics doing to shit, me. Uh, and I don't I fundamentally yeah. hate doing yeah. shit. Yeah. Like my favorite thing, like and now I'm so busy because we're doing yeah. these podcasts and shit. But like fundamentally, my uh, preferred state is. In the nobody needs me for anything, and I get to just be doing nothing. State. Sitting, chilling, yeah. sipping kombucha, and so like, <laughs> and so uh, the holidays are always just kind of like, okay, here we go. Here's like the hectic yeah, time of I, the year. Let me say, I'm not a huge Thanksgiving to Christmas fan. Like it's cool, but for me, my time of the year is like, well, clearly. Halloween. Yeah, Halloween. It's fucking yeah, sure. Labor Day through yeah. like like I love Labor Day through ho- Halloween. Obviously, that's why I made a holiday about it. But yeah. I also I, I love all the way through Thanksgiving because I love sure. me some Thanksgiving. Yeah, yeah. And that month is like good. I'm clocking down at work and stuff. Sure. It's 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 a good time of year for me. I just enjoy that time frame. And even like you know because of how much I love Gen Con, August is that. And, you yeah. know, July is like fucking Fourth of July. You know, just. 
great time of the year. And then we get to January, and that's why these movies are so good in January. Yeah, the last just, movie that we watched, The Thing. A couple weeks ago, we did The Thing. Yeah, that one felt uh, cool, and I feel like it was only made better because it was like a very sure. uh, like stifling movie about a stifling situation. Yeah. And like January is just so stifling. You know, we had just had those yep. big fucking um, snowstorms. snowstorms, and it just felt like right uh, and then this movie too, you know, like there's something so stifling about it. Although yeah. I am not gonna lie to you, as soon as Uh-oh. this movie was done, I googled to see if this was an actual job I could get because mm-hmm. that seems like a vibe. Like <laughs> person going crazy aside, yeah. Uh, being the caretaker by yourself in a hotel for like five months seems like such an awesome. Thing oh to boy, do. <laughs> I'll, uh, that's funny. I bring up some of that later on. All right, let's do, so, let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. Here we go. We're gonna it. jump yeah. into this. 1980, Stanley Kubrick. That's my boy. This I think is the first Stanley Kubrick movie I've seen. No, did he do 2001: A Space Odyssey? Of course. He then did. I did. This is the second one I've seen. Here's some things. Spartacus. Spartacus, bro. Okay. Remember that movie? No, I never watched that. Oh, Kirk, dude, it's like a. <laughs> I like. <laughs> I like how you always. You know, yeah, with I how know. often we do this, you should assume I have not seen it. So here's the thing: I thought maybe you could have seen Spartacus because this is like a Gone with the Wind type of movie. Okay, I've never it's seen like, Gone with the Wind either. Of course, it's a <laughs> classic from the '60s. Okay. That's like one of those like movies. You yeah, know? yeah, like, yeah. Like a movie you see. Yeah, Kirk yeah. Douglas. That's Michael Douglas's dad. Is sure. the star of. I know Kirk so. Douglas. Yeah, for yeah. sure. I mean, I know of. Uh, him. I you know, know more Douglas. about. I know no. So here's the thing. I know more about cinema, yeah, uh, like greater cinema, sure. than I've seen any of the movies. That's awesome, and that's mostly because um, I I was really exposed to pop culture, early, sure, and there's a lot of references and stuff like that. So it would just be like things where I would be like. You know, watching a movie and then they would reference something and I'd be like, oh, I never watched that. And I'll Google it and then I'll read all about it and then that's it. That's my exposure to it. We'll certainly do – there's at least one more movie that we're going to do of his because he did Clockwork Orange 2001. Oh, I've seen a Clockwork Orange. Oh, you have? Okay, cool. Uh, Dr. Strangelove. I never saw that. And uh, Full Metal Jacket. I never seen that. And we're definitely doing Full Metal Jacket. Cool. Uh, A little bit later on in the year. I love that movie so much. Yeah. so we're going to jump into this film right away. Uh, Kubrick. Kubrick is a Kubrick. Yeah, I mean, I don't know what that means, but it was a really weird intro. <laughs> okay, so yeah. It starts off and the music starts. Yes. And dear God, has there ever been more mood-setting music than yes. this fucking thing? I thought the music was really cool and I liked that the shots were really cool. Yes. Uh, and I didn't get the text. Sure. Do you know what I mean? Like the text was like um, a little too like... I don't know what the fuck it was supposed to be. It was just like in like almost like a Comic Sans kind of font where sure. it was like this blue. And I was like, this just doesn't – you know what it felt? It's huh. not like it felt like out of place or whatever. Yeah. It felt cheap. It felt chintzy. Let me uh, – before we go too, too I much I never further. thought that the rest of the movie that anything yeah. felt cheap or chintzy. <laughs> it was just like the, the way – it felt like um, the intro to Mr. Rogers almost. Sure. You know, like the, just what the way that the words yeah, look. Yeah, I got just looks so weird. The Shining. When yeah. it comes up, The Shining. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That, I get you. Um – but before we go any further, I want to bring up too. We're actually going to throw a special at you guys probably next week. It'll yeah. be, it'll definitely be in the month of January. We also review maybe in a couple of days. I'm not sure when we'll upload it. But okay, uh, Room Two Thirty Seven, which yeah. is a behind the scenes conspiracy theory look at The Shining yeah, specifically. Yeah. Very excited about that. Um, Stanley Kubrick was known, and I'm going to bring up a couple little things while we go through this movie. He was known to put messages in his films that were deeper than here's a film, and it's about. 
transphobia or it's about, yeah. you know, very surface message. Even he, deeper. Right. Much yeah. more methodical and yeah. deep than that. And, and honestly, messages. it felt like that watching this movie. Yes. Watching this movie, there was uh, there was such an attention to detail yeah. in such an exaggerated wait way. Wait until I get to some of the attention right. to detail. Yeah, I can't yeah. wait because I, I, guarantee, I promise you right now, most of it went over my head. Yeah, I, I'm sure some of it did. I, I would am have not to know, that smart of a guy. You would have to know a lot about, like, everything surrounding the movie and yeah. everything that was going on in America sure. and stuff sure. like that. Yeah. So, you know, <laughs> yeah. um, None of that is uh, stuff that I picked up on. Exactly, exactly. So we get into this overhead. Uh, the music kicks in. It's an overhead helicopter shot. Yeah. And, dude, it is just the cinematography of this is fucking outstanding. It's, yeah, it's just it's so beautiful, dude. And, like, we get a shot of the hotel and how beautiful this hotel is. I just... I love everything about this movie's yeah. beginning. Just the panorama scope of this place yeah. and the cutting, like this big open area and then yeah. slowly but surely cuts it down into this little hotel. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. That's a gorgeous hotel, obviously, yeah. oh, but yeah. still. Very 1970s hotel, Sh- you know. Does this hotel still stand? Can um, you, like, go to this hotel? Boom. So let me – okay, so behind the scenes, a little bit about this. Um, when this book was written, uh, it was written after – uh, Stephen King stayed at the Stanley Hotel, and that's what this hotel is based off of. I don't remember if this exact hotel is still around, but this uh, was, was definitely say, a I'd, hotel. I'd be surprised if this hotel didn't like start its best days after this it movie did, came It out. definitely did. It definitely did, but there were like... Because um, I like, I wanted to stay in this hotel. Yeah, of course, this. man. I was just like, this hotel looks dope. Right. It's just yeah. a fucking cool-looking hotel. Yeah, very old-school-looking yeah. hotel. Yeah. Um, Plus, it'd be creepy as fuck to stay at this hotel. Well, yeah, well, that's the thing, too, is yeah. like real life-wise, I don't think you would stay at this hotel. <laughs> yeah. Because there's a You'd lot like, of like yeah. fucked-up things that have happened at this hotel. Real life. Oh, really? Shit, at the Stanley Hotel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so like, what happened was, one of the, if I remember correctly, I'm trying to recall all my knowledge yeah, on this. Yeah, yeah. Stephen King wanted to stay there in part because of that. Oh, really? And then he was there, and he had a nightmare while he was there about his son running through the halls and getting attacked by, like, a fire hose and this and that stuff. And so that led to his beginning of his ideas of The Shining. Got it. And we'll get get a little bit deeper into this in a little while. Sure, Um, sure. But basically, it goes into we get we get into the hotel yeah. and we get into Stuart uh, Omen's office. Yeah, that's how it starts off. Jack Torrance is a the interview. Yep, yeah. we're in the interview. Um, Jack Torrance is there. Um, he's talking to him about the hotel and just kind of giving him the lowdown and whatnot. Yeah, um, and then they start going into some grim shit. Well, no, we're we're getting way ahead of ourselves. Really? Yep, there's lots of that conversation. You yeah, because. Um, we cut back and forth between his interview and the family. Yeah, okay. At the same time, sure. okay, because it cuts over to Wendy and and uh, Danny Torrance. Okay, yeah, yeah. Um, the wife and son, obviously yeah. of Jack. So Jack is doing his thing over here. He's talking to him. He, they're getting some information about his background. Yep. Um, he was a teacher. He quit teaching. Yeah. Um, now he's a writer. Yeah. In the book, he was a teacher who beat up a student, and that's why he's no longer a teacher anymore. Got it. Okay. So in the um, movie, they talked about how he had pulled on his kid. He's uh, well, right, but. That's just supposed to like kind of clue you in that he's a violent dude. He's been a violent dude. Before. I got you. He's yeah, had freak sure. out times. Yeah. Okay. Because yeah, at the same he time, he has flown off the handle. Right. Exactly. They're going back and forth over the information about this, and again, it's cutting back and forth between the two uh, things going on. He is um, 
Uh, Wendy's talking to Dan- uh, to to Danny. Danny is really fucking weird kid that talks with a finger. Mercedes Torres. Yeah, for sure. Um, so she's like, you know, you're going to make friends or whatever. And he's yeah. just like, well, you know, like, the, uh, do we kids even live there or whatever? Right. And she's like, well, you got Tony or whatever, Tony right. or whatever the fuck. And he's just like, me, 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 me. Right, and exactly. That first scene, I was just like, that's funny. Yeah. yeah <laughs> you yeah. know, like, what a weird thing. Right. Um, and uh, hold on. But I'm going to bring that up again almost immediately. But okay. Keep going. Okay. So um, we start setting up a little bit of uh, the – now this is – then it cuts back to the interview. They bring in like one of the um, uh, the underlings of the boss. He comes and sits down too with them. Um, then, he, then he starts to breach upon the story of what actually happened in the past and some of the problems that have happened with um, different caretakers and violent um, caretakers. And – this is the, the first weird little thing because Jack's reaction to this is really odd. Like, I, I don't know why, but it always hits me as odd. Because if I was in an interview and somebody was telling me about how someone killed their children yeah. and then killed themselves there, like, I'd at yeah. least have a reaction. Yeah. He doesn't have any reaction no. whatsoever. He's just like, oh, that's interesting. Yeah. Like, no, it's more than, oh, that's interesting. He's smiling. Yes. Yeah. 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 But, uh, and I made a point to say this to uh, one of my notes that I have. Um, and it goes to when they're driving to the hotel, and it's skipping sure. a bit, and I, and I do want to go back to what was happening, but I wrote down, uh, Jack Nicholson has a very smiley way of, like, dealing or talking about, like, grim shit, because mm-hmm. uh, he's, like, telling the kid yeah. about what happened, and he's just kind of, like, real casually, yeah. almost smiling through He's it. just like, yeah, there were a group of uh, um, hikers that got lost. Yeah, and, and they had to, like, eat each other, and yeah. he's, like, kind of smiling about it. And I'm just like, And, she, and when he's like, don't tell him about that. Yeah. And she's like, it's okay. I saw something about yeah, it on television. On See? Yeah. He saw it on the television. Yeah. It's, uh, I don't know. Um, he just has, like, a really weird smiley way of talking. Sure. Like, um, but it's Jack Nicholson, so yeah, it's not exactly, like this is uh, Jack Nicholson in all of his movies. It is Jack Nicholson. Yeah. You know, like, he is like a Sean Connery. Yeah, he's he, not he's, he's not an actor way. that's going to disappear into a role. Right. The role is going to be Jack Nicholson doing that role. Do you want him? Yeah. If do, you don't? Do you want that guy doing yeah. that? Then get that guy. Yeah. And then otherwise, yeah, he's not like a fucking Daniel Day-Lewis. You right. Know, it's going to be a right. goddamn different he's person. He's the exact opposite of Daniel yeah, Day-Lewis. Exactly. Right. You know exactly who he is. Daniel Day-Lewis. <laughs> yeah. I literally thought I was watching yeah. uh, home video of Abraham Lincoln Sometimes when I Sometimes you're, you're just like... Is that actually Lincoln? Yeah. I wanted to elect him that year as our president. Yeah. Like, dude, he played Lincoln. He yeah. clear, he was a fucking Mohican, dude. Yeah. He was he's been here since the fucking beginning. He fought in the streets of New York at five points to push out fucking foreign invaders. Yeah, yeah. He has done his the duty work. to yeah. his character. Elect him. To his elect him. Exactly. So after they talk about that shit, we jump back to the kid. And this is the first point where you know something is weird going on with this kid. Yes. Because he already knows. He's talking to Tony. Yes. And Tony informs him that his dad got the job. Now, that scene yeah. I thought was really well done. Yeah. And really creepy. Yeah. Because uh, he gets that, like, kind of vision. Yeah. Uh, but the way that he talked to – because at first I thought it was, like, a cute little thing. Yeah. But then it was just like, your dad already got the job. Yeah. And he's about to call to let your yeah, – yeah. And then it happened. I was just like, oh, that's creepy. Yeah. Like, like I – like, unsettled. Yeah. You know, that was really well done. I like that. Yeah, no doubt. And it's, it's because, too – 
you may not even notice it, but like the music of all yeah, this of stuff is so sure. like in the background, yeah, but yeah. it's just kind of eerie. This is an example of music done well. It's like yeah. Alien or The yep. Thing, yeah. where like it's not in your fucking face right, the whole time. Right. When, boom, boom, yeah, boom, dude. Boom. When it's in your face, I'm just like, I get it. No, you it's just want a little bit of a. Yeah, unsettle me yeah. with the music. Yeah. Don't fucking be like scary movie time. Yeah. Dude, I don't want it that be that overt. Yep, yep, exactly. And Danny freaks out at this point. Um, he he passes out. Mom calls a psychiatrist to, or a doctor to come see him. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, because he gets that like crazy vision of all the blood gushing out of the fucking yep. hallway and the two creepy girls. Yeah. Uh, and so, and suddenly he like wakes up and yeah. he like, I guess, blacked out. Yeah, 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 exactly that. So then, um, she goes to sit down and talk to the doctor and he, she's just like, you know, what's going on or whatever. And they start talking about things. Um, <laughs> and she starts, she starts telling him about, you know, interactions that dad had with that. Yeah. And, that's and, where she becomes very open yes. with a social worker. Yes. Uh, a doctor. She's a doctor. Oh, she's a doctor. Yeah. I yep. thought it was like a, some kind of. I don't. I don't even know what I was thinking. No, but yeah. I was just like, That's you are she, being very frank. Yeah. About a about a dude a, a violent abuse yes. situation that happened. But here's what's great about that scene, right? In like in 1980, it right. was like okay. Well, like I said, that, that does happen. Well, more, but more importantly, like the doctor's face is like you're ju- you're normal. Like this is fucked up. Like okay. she's looking at her sure. like. What the fuck is yeah, wrong with you? Yeah, but then didn't like it's like s- child social services didn't come and take the kid. Because well, it's 1980. Yeah, for right. Sure. So like <laughs> yeah. you know, and this is I feel like this like is the kind of thing that a mom would lie about. Actually, days, like you know? yeah. So like in the 70s, bro, they weren't calling social service. Like sure, yeah. he grabbed this kid's arm. You know, yeah. like. Pull this if you arm. say this to a to a counselor now or to a doctor, you're now, already arrested. Th- yeah, you'll get arrested. Like before you walk out of the door, they're like, "Hey, actually, can we talk to you about yeah, something?" Sure. And you're in handcuffs. Yeah, yeah no, it's a fucked up world. So, um, uh, obviously, a worse world. Uh, so, <laughs> anyways, so uh, yeah, I brought up the fact that Jack um, in in the books he 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 whooped the kid's ass. Plus, this happened, so we know he's like a little bit of a violent thing. It cuts back now to them driving to the hotel and, again, dude. They're driving to the hotel, and there's these shots of, like, the mountains and, like, coming yeah. through them. Yeah. And it's just, like, this is cinematography, like... Perfectly. Gorgeous. Yeah. Go- just yeah. just beautiful cinematography bringing you in again to this isolated place yeah. from this open, wide-open yeah. landscape to an It's isolated- showing you how much distance there is between you and anything that matters. Yes, exactly. And, and, and I, it's just... Isolationism. That's what I, yeah. I just kept coming back to on this. Then we get to the hotel. They get there, right? And I, and I go, what the fuck is with this manager's sidekick, dude? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He like, was just kind of there. He's a fucking yeah. asshole, dude. Like, <laughs> like, the manager's like, hey, can you have their... Uh, can you have their things taken up to the apartment? He's like, fine. Yeah. Like, and just like marches off. Like, what if, what, dude, what is the point of what you is being your job? here? Right? Yeah. Exactly. Like, get fucked, asshole. Go <laughs> home for the winter if you don't want to <laughs> fucking help out here and shit. Um, we jump back to Danny. Danny sees the visions of the little girls. Uh, clear. Oh, okay. When he's playing darts. Yes. Yeah. So uh, when he's playing darts and the little girls pop in, that scene was so weird and went on for so long yeah. that there, I out loud, like I, I'm watching this movie by myself. Sure. I audibly said, okay, what the fuck? Stop. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like yeah. it was too long yeah now obviously that was the intention right he wanted you to be unsettled by it if this was a lesser director you'd be like what the fuck is this dude move on but because it's kubrick you're kind of like 
There's a point to this. I well, the the reason I said move on was because it lingered long enough that it finally broke my discomfort. Sure, because uh, at first it was just like almost silly. Yeah, it's two little girls. Yes, yeah. it's like bam. Yeah, but it's just like this like sound, right. and then the little girls, and they're just staring at him. Yeah, like like this weird audio. You know what that sound reminds me of a little bit? Uh. It, when you go to take like an ear test, yeah, a hearing yeah. test, you're like mm, barely, mm, yeah, mm, right, like, and that made me un- it made me uncomfortable. Not because it was a dis- an uncomfortable thing necessarily to see, because I guess it's like quote creepy, sure, quote, you know, because no, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Girls. but because it was so long and they yeah. were just staring that I was just like. Okay, stop this, man. You know, like, that's enough. <laughs> be, 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 safe word. Safe word. Yeah, yeah, for sure. You know what unsettled me a little bit? No. That weird fucking telephone booth that was in that room. Oh, I didn't there, even notice Next to the girls, there's a literal telephone booth, like, yeah. Superman goes in and gets changed <laughs> and, like, comes up. I didn't even notice that. Right, like, yeah. not a telephone on the wall, yeah, but a yeah, literal a booth. booth. Yeah, well, you Very, need your privacy. Well, like, it's that's... A, it's a swanky hotel. That's super fucking weird. And, like, there's no hotel that ever had one of those no, booths, No, it's got to like, have been a, a normal thing. I mean, they, they created this hotel for the movie, so... They built the hotel for the movie? They built, like, the sets and stuff like that of the hotel. There Very little is filmed in an actual hotel. It's, like, a lot of it's filmed... Because you can't film in an actual hotel, man. The hallways are too small and shit like that. You're right. Huh. Yeah, I didn't even think to. So everything's pretty methodically built in this hotel. Sure, that's interesting. Yeah, I thought that this was an actual hotel they filmed. Oh that. no, oh, okay. no, definitely like the outside and stuff like that. Sure, but well, course, you can't yeah. fit all that camera and lighting into the okay. hotel to like yeah. make it like work, make it work. Didn't right? even consider it. Yeah, yeah, of course, of course, man. That's well, you know, well, it is what it is. So, um, you see the grounds. Um, you start to see everything. You see the hedge maze. We're going in and out. We're like looking at everything. So when they're taking everybody around, though, yes, the manager of the hotel yep Stu, um, Stuart. Stuart, yeah uh is talking to wendy yeah and he's just like oh yeah oh, she's like when was this uh out- the outlook mm, built yeah and he's just like oh it was built in like 1919 or some yeah. shit like the 1921 or some shit uh and i think it was like it, they say it was built on an indian barrel ground yeah. and i immediately was just like oh well there's your problem <laughs> right, <laughs> you know, right. like, they had to like, fight off indian attacks <laughs> yeah. because it was be- built on a barrel I, I was like um it was like a leaky faucet like when yeah. you're trying to find the problem it's like oh well, your problem is that you uh you built it on an indian <laughs> like but so we're gonna get to some more of that later thi- and this like uh i i don't because it's like a 1980 kind of situation i don't know how much this was played out mm. by this point. no not at all because like the poltergeist and all that stuff hadn't come yeah. out yet this is but before like, that stuff. in 2020 it's just like oh it was built on a yeah, barrel course, ground i wonder what's gonna happen no yeah. this kubrick doesn't copy anybody sure. people copy kubrick sure, yeah, like yeah, nah yeah. man like this is definitely that's funny that that this is where this came from though. yeah i don't yeah. know if this came from this but it was definitely before it was a yeah, thing yeah because poltergeist was the one that really hammered this home sure yeah. like they're like poltergeist was also indian barrel ground yeah but they moved the indian burial ground and then when they figure it out or whatever they uh had to put it back they figured no they figured out that they only moved the headstones they didn't actually move the body so that's what they did so that that was the problem there and then at this point we meet dick halloran um this is the magical negro if you know stephen king that's right yeah yeah and i I only ever know this because you always point it out yeah but stephen king i guess always has a magical negro yeah because he clearly when he was a kid he was at some grocery store Met a black man who is a magician, and that was his only interaction with a black person. So uh-huh. then he was like, "Oh, these people know magic," oh, okay, and like yeah. that's you know, black like, people that's, are just magic that's, people. That's, that's that's my conclusion on on why that's he's always got a magical yeah, Negro sure. in, his, in his thing. He one of those dudes who would like 
hey, you got change? Pulls out his fucking wallet. The wallet's yeah. on fire. Oh, my goodness. I'm on heat. And, <laughs> yeah, for sure, and yeah. you're like, get a fucking job. So... <laughs> As they're you know, walking it's, around, it, it's so weird. I've only ever met met like a magician once. Sure, but there's a very like, oh yeah, there's a very clown quality to a magician. Yeah, they're where, where you're performer. Like, yeah, where like they're doing work. Yeah, but it's just like you got to have uh, a tremendous amount of self confidence to do this kind. Yeah, of Yeah, you're uh, you're a showman. I you're mean, that's a showman, the thing. right? Yeah, yeah absolutely. Sure. Yeah. And then like, and, and it's different than like. Even this kind of uh, sure, show because sure. we're putting on a show, yeah. but I don't feel like nobody punches. Yeah, nobody I don't feel embarrassed. Us in face, yeah. But uh, yeah, or I makes feel fun like, of us exactly in I, our face. I feel like um, like there's just something about deciding to be a magician where you're where you're. Oh, it's almost like deciding to be a clown. Yeah, where you're where you're going. I'm gonna put on a show that is ridiculed. <laughs> yeah, and I'm gonna t- I'm gonna do it straight faced. Yeah, you know, like it's. Uh, I, I mean, I got a lot of I don't know respect for people that. Yeah, I know that's why you play Thousand Sons. So, um, <laughs> so. At this point, uh, Dick Halloran is showing them around. He's showing them in like the. Uh, here's the thing that you know Kubrick is. It, any other guy, you might be go okay. He's brought up Indian barrel grounds. He's mm-hmm. brought up Indian attacks on the place. Yep. And you go into the food storage area, and yep. there's Calumet Indians everywhere throughout the food storage yeah. area. Just yeah. boxes of it. Some of them turned upside down. Some of them turned the faces turned around. Stuff like that. Yeah. Yep, of course, because that's a little thing that's just like. It, it it it's not by accident. Clear, sure, like of course not. there's no way he did that yeah. by accident, yeah. right? And he likes a lot of red herrings too. I mean, that's kind of kind of sure. one of his deals. So at this point, Wendy and Jack are going to deal with Stu, so they leave. Uh, but before there's the shining part. Nope, that's right now. No, what I'm saying is uh, when they're in the dry storage, you, right? The he, kid, the kid looks at the at the guy. He's just and staring he at the looks black at guy. back, yeah. and then it's just with, like. Wee! With and the ear um, test sound going. Yeah, and yep. then he's just like, hey, man, you want a little bit of ice cream or some shit? You want some ice cream, Doc? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, that uh, made me uncomfortable. Sure. Like that uh, scene, ooh, I was just ooh. like, oh, I don't, I didn't like how that ooh, felt. Ooh. You know, like there was just something very like uh, super jarring about the way that he filmed something sure. like that. He, he he wasn't playing nice, I felt like, when he, when he decided to edit that, that like that viscerally. Mm-hmm. So I liked it. Yeah. Uh, that's another one of those things where I was just like – Kind of, um, I'm, I'm at this point, right? Because I know that Kubrick is a good director, mm-hmm. like one of these like legendary directors. Yeah. I know that all of these things are done meticulously, and they're done with like this um, intention to discomfort you in a way mm-hmm. that like builds. Mm-hmm. And so when he did this, and he's succeeding at it, because mm-hmm. I'm conscious of it. When he's succeeding at it, regardless of how conscious of it I am, I'm impressed. Sure, you know, like I really do love that. Sure, and. Uh, yeah, no, you you kind of nailed everything on the head here, and and uh, Dick and Danny kind of talk about The Shining at this point. Yeah, and they even we say, just explain to him. Some people are weird; they can talk it, telepathically. We, me and my my grandma had this yeah, power. Yeah. We called it Shining. Two yeah. points, Bing. fucking <laughs> <laughs> title. Uh, and they just talk about uh, what Shining is and what's with the hotel and stuff like that. And they're like, sure, well, yeah. you know, places can shine too, and, yeah, and this yeah. and that. And there's good and there's bad everywhere you go, and yeah. blah blah blah. And, and um, he's like, are you afraid of this hotel? No, you know, blah, blah, blah. And it's very, like, calm and cool until he's yeah. like, what about room 237? Yeah, and he's like, like well, nothing, nothing there. Yeah. He's like, well, you're scared of room 237, aren't you? And then that's when he kind of freaks out he's a little like, bit. He's like, there's nothing in that room. Yeah. Also, don't go into yeah. that room. So you stay out of that room, yeah. 237. Yeah, it's uh, it's definitely, like, a little bit of a jarring scene. And then that cuts, and then we have a time skip. That's yeah. the last scene, and then, and then boom, like a month later. One month later, yep, yeah. One month sure. later, fast forward. 
Danny's on his bike. Yeah, that little tricycle. This scene is solid, and it's a genius little thing right here, bro. Yeah, yeah. Because this is where you know that other rooms we've already seen can't actually possibly be in this hotel. What? Why? Yeah, so we've seen a few different rooms in this hotel. One of them is the uh, and see this is things where you don't even know you don't even notice them and if it again if it was any other director you'd be like get the fuck out that's of a here. continuity error right a continuity yeah. error but because it's Kubrick you know it's meant to unsettle you on a way you didn't even realize it because here's the two rooms that you know for a fact cannot be what they are yeah the manager's office it's impossible for him to have a window in his office really yes because the back of the manager's office yeah. would be the ballroom. Okay. Because of how it's set up. And we know the ballroom can't be as big as it actually is. Why? Because when they're in there, his path on it, it's like, it has to be like half or less the size that it is when you're actually inside of the ballroom. Yeah, because the ballroom looks enormous. Right. It's like a gigantic ballroom, and he makes it around that area in a few seconds. Pretty quickly, yeah. Right, exactly. So we know that, again, this is just little things that are just like, you know, weird, weird, but it's not even something like you put, like, I know this because I've like delved into this movie ridiculously and gone into the behind the scenes and shit like that. But this isn't even something that you notice, but. I didn't notice it. Right. No. And the the great part about it, you wouldn't even think to notice it, but it's something that he's got in there because it puts you a little bit on edge without even no, realizing you're, yeah, on, you're yeah. on edge from it. It unsettles you. Yeah, exactly. Sure, yeah. And it's like so methodical how his, like, his tire is like on the wood and then on the cloth yeah. and then on the wood yeah. and on the cloth. And it's, right, and it's very distinctive, the sound yeah. that he makes as he's going over yeah. each part it's of like this thing over and, over and over yeah, and over. Sure. Right, absolutely, man. It's just... Just these little things, yeah. man. That I, that's why I, lo- I, lo- I love him. So here's the thing: you brought up this earlier. Mm-hmm. You were like, "This would be the job." This part right here already is like this place is so big, bro. I get a little weirded out when I'm at my own house by myself for too yeah. long. Yeah, yeah like yeah, walking yeah. around and shit sure. like that. And I couldn't imagine being in a place like this yeah. for months. Really, it seemed like the vibe to me. I uh, I'm a big fan of again. I think we uh, did. I just talk about this in this fucking episode. What's that? I'm a big fan of being alone. <laughs> sure. <laughs> yeah. Sure. Like, yeah. there's just something very cool about like the isolation. Yeah. Uh, and being isolated in like a big area yeah. like that, yeah. and and not just a big area, but an area where you have everything. Yeah. You know, there's like a place a, a place to chill. Yeah. Um, there's like a place to drink. Mm-hmm. There's tons of food, and it's just like you vibing all summer long or all sure. winter long. That just seemed like a really cool kind of situation. Sure. But I like big kind of yeah. empty situations I like get that. Yeah. So, like, uh, to me, it almost seemed like I'd, I would enjoy this situation. I got you. Whereas, like, for you, mm-hmm. it was the opposite. It was like <laughs> you a, were like, no, I wouldn't, yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't like to be in a place that's big this alone. They start having fun and stuff like that throughout the place. Um, Danny and his mom go into the maze, and they go to check out the maze. Yeah. And while they're going to check out, the, they go into the maze. They run into the maze. It's kind of like got an Alice in Wonderland music that kind of goes off. Like, yeah. You know, and then we get back into like the main like back hall area, and um, Jack is in there, and Jack comes over to. There's a model of the maze, 
Yes. And he steps up to the model of the maze. Yeah. And this fade is just so awesome. Yeah, yeah. Like, he's looking at the maze and stuff like that. And then you get over to, like, where he would be looking at the maze. But the maze then, like, fades into the maze the outside. Maze. And you yeah, see the, sure. like, people, people like, walking around. Yeah. It's a, that was a really cool God job, damn it, man. Sure. I appreciate you <laughs> so yeah. much, man. I, I know it's, it's, it is what it is. But it's just. And here is another thing that happened that's different. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Another thing, like, the hall, the bike ride. Okay. Yeah. So earlier when we were in this room, okay, there was um, a big like table in the center. Yeah. And the big table had like an Indian, like a statue, like a gigantic statue of like uh, double the size of real life. Indian, like on a horse kind of taken down like a buffalo sort of thing. Yeah. And we're back there and now that's gone. I so that's no longer in the gone. scene. Right. Yeah, of sure. course. Crazy. And a couch is missing. Sure. Just. Yeah. Weird shit. Sure. You know, just yeah, yeah. stuff that's gone that was there before earlier yeah. in the movie. And um uh yeah. So another thing. So and then uh we 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 go to um he's there, he's trying to write his book. One of the reasons he takes this job in the first place is he wants, he wants a little to, bit of time. Yeah, and he wants yeah. to write his book. He's having problems, writer's block, blah, blah, blah and he feels like this is a way for him to get his book done. And so he's sitting there and he's typing, trying to do stuff. Wendy is, comes to, up to him and she's like trying to talk to him and yeah. kind of be a, a wife. And you then know? this is the first moment where he seems genuinely unhinged. Yes. he, And it's not even like, here's the thing though, right, man? He's, he's an asshole in his response, but I also get it a little bit. It's frustrating. We're both painters. No, I, like I get it. I'm I, a, like sometimes anything happens yeah. while I'm finally in the zone. Yeah. And I'm just like, that fucking sucks. Right. It takes a little bit to get in the zone. Yeah, because you're like... You're painting or whatever, yeah, and you were yeah. writing music or something yeah. like that, and you're like really into Editing it. Editing this shit. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. And you're just like, uh, man, you just fucking. Yeah. Because it, ta- it, it takes a bit to get into that. You know, right. like the distractions are hard to get out. Yes. Uh, it's hard to, and, and you could see that he's been struggling with distractions. Yes. He's playing with the ball and hooking it against the, yep. the, uh, the, the wall, wall for a yep. while. So, like, you can tell that, like, yeah, this is a little bit of, like, a writer's block kind of situation. Yeah. Um, and so, like, I know where you're coming from. Right. When when you finally get into the zone, you're actually working, you're seeing some progress and somebody interrupts you. Yeah. It does suck a little bit. Yeah. But when somebody interrupts me, I go, okay. You know, like, like yeah. you know, it, it is what yeah, it is. Yeah, because you know, this you're is not in this, like isolated situation. No, no, no. It's, like, it's because I'm not an asshole. Well, yeah. because because this response is an asshole response no matter yes, where you are, right. who you are. That's right. fucking white. I even wrote down, I said that <laughs> she's really trying and he's pretty yeah, much an dude. asshole. Yeah, like he's just like, don't fucking come in. Like, right. talking so, through credit. Whether I'm reading, <laughs> I, uh, you hear me typing in here or yeah. you don't hear me typing, whatever the fuck I'm yeah, doing. I'm just like, don't. oh, okay, asshole. Like, like that's, but... At this point, the the way that I took it wasn't Jack Nicholson's character as an asshole. Yeah, I took it as uh, the the environment is eating at him. Yeah, now like absolutely, I, I did give him the benefit of the doubt. For this and that's thing. definitely that's the point, the, right? which is yeah, supposed to be yeah. feeling like right. Yeah, exactly. So we fast forward a little bit. That's yeah. like the end of that night. Uh, it's clearly been a little bit more time because yeah. there's now snow outside. Sure. Yeah. Wendy and Danny go out to run around in the snow and whatnot, and then we cut over to a scene of Jack Nichols standing there, and he is clearly starting to lose it, because this is the scene where he's just standing there like this, his fucking hair is (laughs) all, and he's just staring outside like, what the fuck, right? You know, so... um, Was this before or after the dream? Which dream? Because he had a dream that he hurt Danny. He had a dream that he killed him. No, this is this is before. We're we're not there yet. So, Wendy comes back in, she's chatting with the sheriffs. Oh, yeah, that's right. So she goes... 
and uh, the storm starts coming in. Right. She radios the sheriff. She she tries to use the phone. Mm-hmm. Phone lines are down. Gets to the radio and realizes the radio still works. Yep. And uh, that's when it's confirmed. Yep. The towers are down. The phone's not going to work. Right. Um, while she's doing this, Danny is on a bike. And he comes across the daughters in the actual hallway. Yeah. Oh, creepy. And they're too. like, come and play with yeah. us forever and yeah. ever and ever. Yeah. And then, and then, like, it's just like flashes to them dead on the ground. Yeah. And, and he, like, fucking with his, like, yeah, yeah. his he eyes. Yeah. He freaks out. You know? Yeah. Yeah. He doesn't like it. Yeah. I didn't like it either. I wanted to close my eyes. That was gross. Yep. And um, Danny then, um, we don't know if this is the same day, because this is all, like, kind of supposed to be, like, we're kind of there because we don't know what day it is. And, and just like, they, yeah, you know, they yeah. don't know what day. Because then sure. you just kind of cut to nights and days yep. and mornings. Storms and coming it, in. It, right. Like, it, it, like, how long has it been storming for? Right. Has it been one day? Has exactly. Five days? You know, no. Right. Absolutely. And we know that, like, the storms can be pretty bad there because the, Stuart, uh, the Omen brings that up earlier that the yeah, storms yeah. last a long time. And they can't do skiing and stuff uh, like yeah, that. Yeah. There's there. a couple of, uh, of scenes where the TV is talking about how, like, rough the storms have been. Yep. And so, like, you get that, like, it has has been hitting for a little bit. Yeah, and Danny wants to play with some of his toys. He So he asks his mom if he can go get some of his toys. Danny goes in there. He sees his dad's in there. Dad is really stressed. He's like, come on over here. And Danny's kind of scared of his dad a little bit, and they kind of he goes over there, and he talks to them, and, and he's like, you know, I would never hurt you. This yeah, and, that, and the blah, dad kind of seems like he really does in this moment care. Yeah. I mean, he looked a little unhinged, but maybe he also just looked a little stressed. Yeah, like he... He, you could see there's some stress between him and Wendy because he thinks that Wendy's kind of undermining him with Danny yeah. too and whatnot. Yeah, yeah. He clearly cares about Danny and he's kind of like, yeah, he's just like, why would I hurt you? Did your mom tell you that I was right. going to hurt you? Yep. Should? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And then um, we get a little bit of back and forth, and then the next thing that's kind of big is Danny is in this hallway with this very distinctive carpet, yeah, and he's playing with some toys and he gets up. Because he he sees a ball come to him, yeah, right? The ball hits, the, and yeah. I want to point out some shit here. Yeah, now, yeah I'm yeah. not a big conspiracy theory guy. Okay, okay? but have you ever heard the conspiracy theory that uh, the moon landing? Yeah, was filmed by Stanley Kubrick. Yes, yeah. it happened, but the film that we have is actually Stanley Kubrick filming. Okay, the moon landing because we couldn't yeah. bring back the actual film. Whatever. Okay. Right. Okay. So. Now, I don't buy into all this shit com- yeah. completely, but... And I also think Kubrick was a bit of a troll, okay? Okay. Danny has a sweatshirt on. Okay. All right. The Apollo rocket uh-huh. is a sweatshirt, okay? I didn't notice the that. The moon landing sweatshirt, okay? Yeah. And he gets up, like, kind of slowly, like a rocket taking off, okay? Right? Okay. And here's the thing, right? Now, I don't, like... <laughs> I don't think that this conspiracy is completely true, but... Why does a kid have a brand new Apollo sweatshirt, sweater, right? Yeah. Eight years after the Apollo program was shut down. I don't know. I know. It's just. Well, I mean, okay, so there is nothing. So first of all, let me, let me, um, let me preface this by saying that I don't believe any moon landing conspiracies. Okay. Right. Okay. Cool. I think that we went to the moon and the footage is the footage from the moon. Mm. Okay. Period. Well, That's you know, it. to each their own. That's all I believe. Right? All right. Okay. But whatever Stanley Kubrick did in this movie was yeah. intentional. Yeah. The having a moon landing fucking yeah. shirt on. Yeah. I didn't even notice get, it. I'm going to get deeper into the yeah. moon landing stuff I'd, in a second. Oh, boy. I didn't notice it. 
but it, he did it for sure on purpose. Because yeah. yep. f- from watching this movie, the one thing that I kind of realized was there was nothing that I saw yeah. that was on accident. Right. You know? and, and so, like, I mean, this is a guy who would, like, shoot a scene over and over yeah. and over way more than any other director ever, sure. right, yeah. just to make sure it was the exact Everything, message that yeah. he wanted. Exactly. So, like, nothing is by accident, like no. you point out. Yeah. And he picks – and he looks – I would believe that it's trolling. Yes. And, like, adding to the lore Absolutely. of the well, movie. Well, because here's the thing. More than I think that it has anything to do with the actual moon landing. I agree. And so, like, I don't think the moon landing was faked either. Yeah. But I think Kubrick was having fun with this. Yes. Because it or, was – or or you Using it to his advantage. Right. He, it was known that, like, this wasn't a secret. Like, this was a widespread conspiracy theory when he was already filming. Like, in the 70s, this was a conspiracy theory. So he fully, it's not like it's a later conspiracy theory. He was alive and well when he heard these conspiracy theories. And I think he just was like, oh, you think I feel like the moon landing? (laughs) He's just like, I'm going to fuck you guys up right now. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Because here's another thing. So, room 237 is open. All right. Some background on room 237. Okay. Okay. In the books, it is not room 237. Okay. It's like 217 or something like that. Okay. 237, of course, you know, 7 plus 3 plus 1, 11, follow 11. Also. Okay, dumb. All right. Also, also, (laughs) also, also. In the 1960s. Okay. One lot was shut down in Hollywood. Okay. Okay. And actually just completely shut down. And nobody could go in or out of this lot. All right. Okay. Guess what the lot number was? 237. Yeah. Can I ask you a question, Jason? Yeah, 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 yeah. We've known each other for years now. Fuck yeah. yeah it's it's uh, how time flies. Um, Do you believe moon landing conspiracies? I like to... <laughs> I like I like to indulge. Wait a second, in, hold on. Our friendship is on the line. Here. <laughs> I, I, I enjoy listening to any conspiracy sure. theories. Yeah, yeah. Because I'm a I, fan of conspiracy theories for sure. I love, but I don't believe any of them. Right. I love the truth being laced in and out of a conspiracy theory because that's the point of a conspiracy. What truth do you think is um, a part of this moon landing? So, one? like, if you when we we'll talk about room when we talk about room two thirty seven, sure, yeah. Those people will give you way more information. Wait, is than, that about the moon landing thing? It's about everything that this movie was about. Like oh, every little yeah. thing it goes into. Oh, I'm right. so excited to watch this right. movie. We're watching yeah. that you know, tonight, and yeah. then we'll be doing that soon. A couple of days, yeah. When we're sure. live. Yeah. So um, <laughs> we are... Do I think the moon landing was fake? A fucking course not, okay? Okay, you believe we went to the moon. Yes. Okay, perfect. Yes, Good. yes. But um, conspiracy theories are always... Always have shreds of truth in them because otherwise nobody would believe them. Nobody believes insane conspiracy theories like every person uh, in our Senate is a lizard person. Like nobody really believe that they're idiots. But like, I mean, but people believe that. Okay, but like reasonable people can sometimes believe conspiracy theories when they're more like. Backed up, like because here's the conspiracy theory. The conspiracy theory isn't that we didn't land on the moon. Okay, Okay. the conspiracy is the footage that we have is not real. Is not real. Yeah. Okay. Because the footage that we they the footage they tried to take up there they could they didn't have the technology to be able to film uh, in outer space on the moon at the Uh time. So and then they they didn't realize that till they came back. Okay. So then they had to give footage, okay. and then they filmed this Didn't footage. they show that shit live when it was happening? Uh, you know, 
Did they? <laughs> I thought they did. We don't have any. We didn't have any internet, so it could have been, you know. Okay, all right. You know. Oh man, now you want me? Now I feel like I want to do like a a big YouTube rabbit you hole do deep a cons- dive. You want to do a <laughs> conspiracy theory podcast next? All right. So <laughs> no, thanks. That only ends in us going insane. <laughs> yes. Yes. Room two thirty seven is open now. This is the point where Jack is having his nightmare. Yeah. Um. He's screaming. Yes, Wendy comes right. running. Yep. Okay. Yep. And Wendy wakes him up, and he that's when he's like, he hurt Danny in his yeah, dream and yeah. this and that. Blah, blah, I just blah. had a dream that I killed you and Danny. Right. Sure. And Danny, while that's happening, Danny shows up. Sure. And Danny's all fucked up. He's all bruised up in the neck. Yeah. And it, Jack is like, I, I, I love this, man. Because, like, of course she's like, you fucked him uh, up. Yeah, right. Because that's yeah. the only, like, logical You're the only like, other person here. Right. You're the yeah. only other person here, yeah. right? And, uh... He's like, he's just like sitting there yes. with his hand, like, did I? Like, he, yeah, like, I couldn't have done this. Like, I yes. can't forget this because yes. I'm not drinking because yeah. there's no nothing to drink here. But it's he also been, didn't protest because, like, uh, he. What is he looked, supposed to say? He like, looked really unhinged. Right. He was yeah. like, how? The, what the fuck? What? Yeah. What is going on here? Like, you know, like, and I did like that reaction a lot. And then. The next reaction, because like this is how like it's so real to me, because like he goes from like this like, what to like yeah. really mad, like he, but like the mad, like this is such a real scene to me because like we've all done this, like he's walking down the hallway and he's like, yeah. and he's like, like throwing his fists around and stuff like that. Yeah. We've all had that time where like we've gotten super mad about sure. something and we're just like, yeah, ah, he looks like, pissed. Yes, exactly, and and. He, as he's walking, he sees like the ballroom lights yeah. are on, and then he goes in the ballroom, and and then he goes and sits down at the at the at the uh, yeah the bar the bar. He's like, "Fuck! And, I wish I could have a drink." Right, and he kind of like closes his eyes, and he oh, he says something, and he's like, "Well, howdy or whatever, you know." And yeah. oh, and then and it looks like he's role playing being able to have a drink, right? And then there's a dude there, and then there's a dude behind the counter, right? Yeah. Exactly, and. He brings up how he hasn't drank since the time he hurt his his son. Five months. Well, that's what he says. He so says five months on the wagon. Well, at that point, it's yeah. actually been three years. So it's three and yes. a half years. I didn't that get that. I right. didn't get that. Yeah. So he hasn't drank in over three years at this point. So in this point of the movie, at least. Okay. So wait, what? Yeah, I don't get that though. Yeah, because um, what was the five month thing? He because he said that five was, months. No, no, he doesn't say five months. Wendy said five months when she's talking to but the doctor. He, when he said the thing, he said he said five months of the wagon on the wagon has has done like some real harm to me. And then later on, he says in that same conversation, yeah. he says. I hit uh, I hit my hit my kid three years ago, right? And like that's where to me the timeline is messy as fuck because yeah. why did he just say five months when it was three years ago right. that happened when Wendy he hasn't said drank that since then yeah when Wendy said that he hadn't had a drink since he hit his yeah. kid so like yeah. I was just like what the fuck yeah you know? like where are we here yeah yeah and just like his whole conversation here is just so good it's so Jack Nicholas yeah, you know yeah. like just so like at this point a you're, momentary yeah. loss of muscular Schmaltzy coordination fuck, right yeah, yes sure, exactly yeah. just like you know. And and he's he's going on. He has his drink and this and that. And then Wendy comes running in there. She's Jack, Jack. And she comes in and she's like explains what happened. What Danny tells her that there was a woman in in room two thirty seven that hurt Danny. And she's like poor, like so upset. And he just he looks at her. and He's just like, "Are you out of your yeah, fucking mind? That's not fucking happening." Right? Yeah. <laughs> like like. And then it like. He's going to go check it out or whatever. So then it jumps over to Dick in Florida. Man, and I'm going to tell you something, bro. If I'm a Negro cook yeah, who works in Denver yeah, 
and then vacations in Florida. Uh-huh. Ain't coming back to Denver. I don't give a fuck about what kids like. Yeah, I don't here. care who's dying. Right. I'm in this fucking nice hotel room with, you know, just chilling with some nice alcohol. Uh-huh. And I ain't going nowhere. Yeah, yeah. So we see he what he's doing. He looked like he was straight vibing. Right. But then he starts to have like a little bit of a mental thing, like something weird is going on back Yeah, like his eyes like open, like the, he gets really bugged out. Yeah. We jump back to uh, the hotel. Jack goes in the room 237. And, dude, I'm going to tell you this. And this, <laughs> You know I'm an old dude now that's like been through enough where it's just like, if I'm in that motherfucking room. And I got my clothes on. Uh-huh, yeah, yeah. And this woman, I don't give a fuck how pretty she is. No, of course not. If she's soaking wet, yeah. she's not getting on my clothes. Oh, that's like, so funny. I'm not, you're, get that's the, what step you were back, thinking. Step the like, fuck back. If we're going to do anything, step the at fuck least back. let me take my clothes right, off. Right. Like, you are not getting my coat and everything all yeah, wet. Yeah. Like, get the fuck off. But he's clearly not even aware. Yeah. Right? Because he's like, he walks in and he's almost like in a trance. Yeah. Because anybody walks into an empty hotel room. Yes. In an empty hotel. Yeah. And sees a person in the bath. Yeah. You freak the fuck out. You get yeah. scared. Yeah, like. You're just yeah. like, yo, what have you been eating? Right, right. Like, but but none of that entered no, his he's mind because like, he was like in a trance. Yeah, he was, he was just like, what is this? Yeah, like, yeah. You know, right? Like, he, was, he was as much a part of that uh, hallucination as mm-hmm. she was. Yeah. Like, she, he was gone. He was a part of it almost. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and uh, of course, like they start making out, and then he looks in the mirror and he sees that she's this fucking dead thing. Yeah, and um, what a creepy scene too, right? Like, dude. It, like it was just so like again, like the like the little girl staring for too long. <laughs> yeah, it was just like there was just, something <laughs> so slow, and just like you got to stew in that uncomfortable yeah. situation for so long. And she's dead in the water too, yeah, and yeah. you see Danny and Danny fucking and, blah, yeah, and Danny's freaking, freaking the fuck out. Yeah, exactly, because something fucked up going on in that motherfucking yeah. room. So. So uh, Jack goes back to the room, and of course he lies to Wendy. Because what are you going to say? Like, what are you, are you really uh, like? How, what? I was like, yeah, there was a dead person in there. She was naked. I kissed her, and she was dead. Uh, yeah, that was weird. <laughs> yeah, right, exactly. Yeah. Like, clearly, like he's back to like being kind of sane at this point. Because like there are like kind of he, he's what I I feel like what he's having is a period of lucidity. Yeah, that's the right. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. And like when you're in that period, whatever you saw must like that cannot have really happened. It. Right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like like we talk about this all the time, and 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 this is like to me. The reaction ninety percent of people would have to seeing something impossible is like, just rejected. Right. This yeah. is there's no. I in, must have hallucinated. That right. Shit. This has nothing to do with the shining directly, but it's like H.P. Lovecraft type of shit, Call of Cthulhu, this type of things. So, right. It's like like how I try to explain it to a person a lot of times and stuff like that because it's like how you would react to this. Imagine right now. You were like in a, a forest or some shit like that, or a jungle, and you're walking through the jungle, and you come to like a waterfall, and the waterfall is flowing up. The water is flowing up the waterfall. Your mind would instantly be like, "That's not that that, that didn't happen." I'm like, not not me, right? Exactly. Like, what, I, what would you do? I would be like, "Oh, this is some alien shit." <laughs> I, would, I love how quick you are yeah. to just be down with the shit. Yeah. Like, I'd be oh, like, yeah. oh, I found some alien shit. I'd right. be really excited. I'd be right. like, oh, okay, cool. Because, okay, so I fundamentally believe that I'm the main character in my own story. Yeah. And so if I saw some shit like this, yeah. I'd be like, oh, we're getting into the good parts of this fucking life. <laughs> you know, like All I would right. reject it. Crazy. So upside down waterfall wouldn't make you think for a second? Upside down water. So like the only reason upside down waterfall wouldn't make me think twice is because I think that for the most part, the world is unexplored. 
And so, like, if I stumbled upon an upset on waterfall. But it's defying the laws yeah, of gravity, yeah, I, would, I would think that this is, like, some nexus point or some shit. Like, I'd be mm. like, oh, that's cool. Now, if there was a momentary thing, yeah. like like with Jack Nicholson's case, yeah, yeah. where it was just, like, this, like, momentary, did that actually happen? Did yeah. that happen? Because the waterfall, I can explore, right? Yeah, yeah. If this is going upside down, oh, you're I'm there. It. I'm touching it. Yeah, I'm, oh, I'm, I'm walking up to it. I'm literally, down. like, turning around and walking the fuck An away. An upside down waterfall? Yeah. I, not only am I walking away, I'm never telling anybody about it either. <laughs> no, I'm, dude. I'm like... I'm, I'm taking pictures of it. Nah, I'm, I'm going up because to that's it. Because that's... Upside down waterfall. Yeah, so you're going to touch the water and yeah. something fucking terrible is going to happen. You, or bro. or it's uh you know you're in a different world suddenly you know you, yeah you, you, that'd be cool i don't want to be in that different okay, world but what i'm saying is in this other situation yeah, yeah, where yeah, like yeah, you're momentary you. hallucinating something then you walk away and and the door's locked and mm-hmm. nothing actually happened uh that's where i'm like i'm questioning my sanity sure right sure, I and, and that's why I, I agree with you with this whole call cthulhu kind of situation yeah. where if you saw some weird ass shit yeah and then that weird ass shit wasn't there anymore yeah you wouldn't think I just saw some weird ass shit. Yeah. You would think I'm losing my mind. Like my grip on reality is not right. I think you're more willing. Okay. Because so, the longer you can explore something, the longer you're verifying that this really indeed is happening. But then, like, see, to me, like, I think you're way more open to, like, weird shit, weird shit than yeah. the average person. Like, I think most people would be like, see something that defies everything you've ever believed. Yeah. And then be like, you know, but now that I like, now that I'm saying it out loud, yeah, yeah, like I can kind of understand where you're coming from sure. because, like, at one point people believe the Earth is flat. Exactly. So, yeah. what? How would you like when you sail and you get to another like thing? Yeah. It's just like, if I see an extra dimensional shit, yeah, I'll deny that. Yeah, more than if I saw some weird physical yeah, shit, okay. which is what like upside down waterfall is. Yeah, upside down waterfall to me would just be like, oh, gravity works weird here. Yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah, and yeah. hopefully, yeah. maybe that's a bad example. Hopefully, it's alien shit. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know, like yeah. that's what I would hope for. I get you. I get you. At this point, um, is is he's kind of denying reality? Wendy's like, dude, something clearly fucking happened. And even if he hurt himself, we got to get the fuck out of here because something, this is not good. Yeah. And uh, he completely freaks out on her. He's yeah. just like, you know. Oh, he freaks the fuck Yeah, because he's just like, what am I going to do? Go home and yeah. I'll fucking shovel out sidewalks yeah. for you? You would really like that, sure. wouldn't you? I'll yeah. be, uh, like, he's what? really kind of trying to punch my own ticket. Yeah, yeah. For sure. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Trying like, to make it seem like she's irrational. Well, for she bring, he bring, I think he brings up at this point, like, you fucked up plenty of things in my life yeah. and I'm not letting yeah. you fuck up this. So, and you can tell subconsciously, especially on like a rewatch, the hotel is getting more and more of a hold of him at this point. Yes, like it's, yeah. it's, 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 well, that's what I feel. That's this whole movie is, uh, is his, uh, spiraling into, um, like being one with the hotel. The hotel, right. Yeah. yeah abs- sure. Dude, I'm, I'm so glad you are on the exact same like wavelength as me because we're yeah. gonna get to it later on, okay. obviously, yeah. uh, like what we think and stuff like that. But yeah. like, okay, so getting back to it, um, Dick at this point he knows something bad's happening, so he calls the sheriff and he's like, um, "Hey, I was just you know I was wondering if you could call up there for me, isn't that blah yeah. blah blah." And um, it cuts back to the hotel because the sheriffs are like, yeah, we'll check, you know, we'll check into it or whatever. But the power lines are down or whatever, this and that, blah, blah, blah. So we get back to the hotel and Jack is like pissed, you know, because of Wendy, the fight he just had. And he's walking around and he hears something going on and he goes to the ballroom and he is in like a 1920s style ball. Like, yeah, yeah. Everything's like back to, you know, there's people there. People everywhere. Exactly. Like, 
And he goes up to the, of course, Lloyd, the bartender, and he's like, you know, hey, I'll have a drink or whatever this and that. And he wants to start, and he starts drinking, and then he's like, hey, I want to, you know, pay for it or whatever. No, it's on the house or whatever. You you can't pay for it. Your money's no good here, this and that, blah, blah, blah. And then he gets up to leave, and... um, Well, he's just like, he's like, what do you mean my money's no good here? And he's like, no, orders from the top. You're not supposed to pay. And he's just like, no, I want to know who okayed this. I want to know, you know, like, who's paying for my drinks. Who's paying for my drinks, like. That has nothing. That doesn't concern you. Yeah, and he's yeah. just like, okay, cool. You know, yeah, like, I guess that's all right. That's yeah. cool. Cool with me, man. He gets up and like the butt, like the what are those called? Uh, uh the, the waiter. Butler. Yeah, waiter. the waiter. Yeah. Waiter. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why I was thinking butler. The waiter crashes into him, spills all over, and they go yeah. to the um, the bathroom. He's like, the Let bathroom. me clean you up. Let yeah. me clean you up in the bathroom, and then they kind of have a conversation. Yeah. And he's just like completely normal about stuff yeah. and this mm-hmm. and that, blah blah blah, and then. Jack Nicholson is like, uh, or Jack Nicholas is like starting to figure out stuff, and he's well, like, "Well, he's just like, what's your name, man?" Yeah, and then he tells him the name. And the, the name is that that Grady. name of the guy yeah. who, yeah, who killed like his, yeah, his yeah. water, and he's just like, "What didn't didn't you kill your wife and your kids? yeah, weren't you?" And he's just like, "No," he's like, "I thought you were you're the groundskeeper," and he's yeah. just like, "No, you're the groundskeeper." Well, he's like, he well he goes he goes no. You are, because yeah. he's like very insistent yeah, on this yeah. is Grady, and yeah. he killed his like he's like ta- like trying yes. to wake his ass like, up to yeah. this shit, yeah, like yeah, yeah. you know you did do this or whatever, yeah. right? And um, yeah, that's when he's like, no, sir, you've always yeah. been, you've like, you're I'm the not caretaker. the groundskeeper, I'm like the waiter, right. you're, you're the, the caretaker. caretaker, and I should know, I've always yeah. been here, yeah. and so and you've always been the caretaker. you've always yeah, been yeah. the caretaker, right? And he like starts to at get this his, point. I'm lost. Yeah, I'm. I'm not ashamed to admit. Yeah, that I have lost track of the continuity. Okay, cool. <laughs> I, I don't know what the fuck is happening when I was watching this. I, uh, I'll, I'll try to sum it up at the end. Towards okay. the end, yeah, if yeah, we yeah. don't. I, the so, only reason I say that is because uh, I'm kind of pointing you're like, out the, the fuck fact. is going on. Exactly, I'm pointing point. yeah. out the fact that like Stanley Kubrick is succeeding in confusing the fuck out yes. of me. Yeah, I'm not just like, oh, okay, so then he's the blah blah blah. I've never thought. I no, never thought that. No, no, no. When this was happening, I was just like, what in the fuck is happening here? Yeah. Yep. I just noticed you were wearing a shining shirt. <laughs> You're always wearing a shirt to the fucking movie. Yeah, <laughs> dude, because I own a shirt for every. Yeah, I do that. So funny. I don't want to get into it yet. We'll talk later. Mm-hmm. So, um, he and then he kind of like tells what's going on with the hotel and stuff like that a little bit, and he's like, you know, your son is. You, I I had to take care of my daughters because they tried to burn down the hotel. Yeah, that's why that's he right. killed his daughters. Yeah, and yeah. he's like, they needed collecting, and uh, he brings up that his son is being bad, like his daughters yeah. were, and yeah. he's trying to get a nickel cook involved in this. Yeah, and, yeah. When he uh, when he dropped that, I was yeah. just like, oh boy, okay. Yeah, you yeah. know, well, he's a bad guy, so yeah, it's okay sure. for him. That one hit me hard. Um, right. So like, just the way. <laughs> He says it too. Yeah, it's that's, just like, that's how he said it. Like it, it sounded almost like uh, like in a Tarantino a movie. Yeah, yeah. So Jesus. and then he's like, <laughs> and he and he kind of brings up that his his son has been bad and he's trying to interfere with it and whatnot and um, that his son might need correcting like his daughters needed correcting. Um, so and Jack uh, Nicholson's like, yeah, I'm gonna go take care of that. Shit. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna make sure everything goes smoothly. So at this point, Dick. Is like he can't get a hold of anybody up there. The sheriffs can't get a hold of anybody up there, so he's gonna head up there. He's just like he literally goes, "I'm gonna go help him." Yeah, 
crazy to me. Yeah, I know. It is crazy to him. Crazy to everybody. So, um, But I guess it was like a little bit of that Shining connection where he was yeah. just like, I got to go help this kid. Yeah, because like the, the kid. Right, yeah. exactly. And he knows that there's problems with the hotel, and he knows about the Grady situation and stuff like that. And so, 237. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So he's just like, okay, I'm the only one who can kind of help in this situation because of what the hotel is. So um, funny, really funny scene to insiders. Um I'm going to go behind the scenes a little bit at this point. So, uh, Dick, we follow Dick for a while. He gets on the airplane. He gets out of the airplane. He kind of goes to this uh, the guy he knows there to rent a, a, a snowmobile. Not a snowmobile, but a snowcat to drive up there because you can't drive a car at this point because it's all snowed in. As he's going, though, there's a car crash that he goes past, if you remember. and I don't remember this. Oh, well, as he's driving, there's clearly like a car crashed and a semi. A semi crash and a car like flipped and underneath it. Okay, and the significance to this is it's a red beetle. All right, so now I'm going to get into, do you remember when they're driving up to the hotel and they're in a yellow beetle? I I didn't remember that it was a yellow beetle. But there you go. So Stanley Kubrick came to Stephen King, and he was like, hey, I want to make your movie The Shining or whatever. And he had a choice between two movies, The Shining and this one other movie, but he was very much into The Shining. At this point, Stephen King wasn't like a big guy. He was a 1980s guy. He had book success, um, and that was well known. But the thing of it was like Kubrick was famous for taking books and turning them into movies, okay? Many of his earlier productions were actually books that he he transferred to the screen. So Stephen King was like completely flattered that Stephen Stanley Kubrick, this like world-famous director, wanted to do one of his books. So Stephen King, though, is very like possessive with his shit, or he was at a time. And now you can actually... Uh, offer to do what's called a dollar baby where you send Stephen King a dollar to make a production of any of his story, like mo- stories that aren't already tied to somebody else. And then you can make a, uh, a movie of one of his books. But, but the, the reason he only takes a dollar for you from it is because you cannot use it for any financial gain. You can use it for like, um, school or some shit like that, you know, to do, do a movie. He's all down with that. He likes to share his shit now, but he was very possessive of his stuff back in the day. And, This story specifically he was very possessive of because he felt this was his closest story to himself, okay? Jack Torrance very much represents Stephen King, okay? Because um, Jack Torrance has a a, um, alcohol problem, obviously. Stephen King had a raging drug and alcohol problem, okay? And he was always scared to death of what he would do to his children when he was fucked up on these raging alcoholic binges. And he was able to avoid that by corrections to his life and whatnot. He got in like a car crash, almost died from it, um, lost a ton of weight, and he changed his life from there. He kicked the heroin, kicked the fuck, kicked everything, basically. After oh, he was hit by a car, wasn't he? Yeah, something like that. Like, but well, He was out running and got right, hit by a car. I don't remember exactly the shit. story, but I definitely know he eventually got clean. And so this, um, this is very much a story about him, okay? And in the book... Jack uh, Torrance has a very redeemed storyline and whatnot, okay? And so I'll in the get, book. Yes, I'll get into that a, a good deal later. But so he had um, a script, a script that he wrote for Stanley Kubrick for, for this. 
But it's Stanley Kubrick, bro. Stanley Kubrick took that script and threw it in the fucking trash. Yeah, he was just like, hey, thank you, man. Yeah, exactly yeah, that. Yeah. He's like, get fucked, right? Yeah, like, yeah. that's what he's... He's like, oh, I appreciate that. And King wanted to be, like, totally involved in the production of this and shit like that. And Kubrick wasn't having any of that fucking bullshit. He's a fucking, you know, award-winning act, uh, director. Fuck, get the fuck out of here, Stephen King. So he's just a writer at that point. So... um. There was a lot of fighting between these two and stuff, and a lot of like uh, hate between these two. No way! And in it the got that bad, huh? oh yeah, and in the book, Jack Torrance drives a red beetle. Okay. In the movie, he drives a yellow beetle, and the red beetle is fucking crashing. It was an extra fucking no, middle finger. Really? Towards That's so hysterical. That's so petty. <laughs> right? Exactly. They were like they hated each other all the way to Stanley Kubrick's death. Jesus Christ! Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. All right. So, anyways. I mean, honestly, Stephen King should be like beholden. Well, okay. We'll get to it. So, um, after this, Wendy wants to talk to Jack, but uh, um, he's nowhere to be found. He, she's like down in that hall again. She comes across his work because he has like a full manuscript done at this point, and she looks at it, and it's just the same thing. Over oh, yeah, that's right. And it's over. uh, yeah. it's um, all work and no play makes Jack a dull boy. There you go, over and over. And, and over not and over. only is it like the first page is just like a straight line of it over and over, yeah. but then she looks at the pad and it's, and like it's formatted. a book. Yeah. Right, it's a formatted like a book <laughs> yeah, yeah. of just this over and over and sure. over. And well, over like and a over. screenplay, almost. Right. Like, yeah, yes, for sure. sure. And that's definitely like. That's hysterical. The way that it was formatted, I was just like, oh, so he was intentionally trying to make it seem. Yeah, yeah. It was pretty, it's pretty off the fucking wall. And she's worried about, you know, because she's worried about everything at this point because, you know, what's going on. And so um, she's got a bat in in her hand. She's got a bat in her hand. She goes into like this like side spot over here and yeah. we get into another impossible room doesn't matter yeah. there's a there's a um, stairway in the back there that can't be there but it is there sure. whatever yeah. doesn't matter so just another thing just yeah. another thing that's brilliant so um she uh after she looks at the work jack shows up yeah jack's completely lost it at this point and he is like Talking to her about what we should do about yeah. Danny, and yeah. I think you have a very different idea. On yeah. what we sh- and like, just so good in this scene, sure, like, yeah. which is like counterpointed by how bad, in my opinion, Shelley Duvall is in this scene because she's okay. like very whiny and very like. Yeah, well, she's pretty whiny the whole fucking time. She is. Like, she's got like a really whiny character. She is. I don't know if that was like poor direction. Or just bad acting, but she was like clearly a combination, just yeah, of like really definitely. There's three characters in this movie, really, and one of them's not good. And it's what? Hers. What's her name? Uh, Shelly. Shelly Duvall. Yeah, right. Wendy. So, and she, um, Jack is trying to like uh, talk her down, and she's he's just like look, following her to try to get the bat from her, and she's like swinging the bat at him, and then she's like. Darling, light of my life, you didn't let me finish. I'm not gonna hurt you. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna bash your fucking head in, yeah. and just like you know. And he, but then he gets really normal again. He's like, "Stop swinging the bat, Wendy." Yeah, stop, stop swinging. Well, like, it, like to me, it seemed like that he was just like, a, like, like, about of course, to pounce, of know? course, yeah, right? Yeah, He's yeah. trying to let her get her yeah. guard down, and yeah. then she swings and hits him in the head. Yeah, knocks him down the fucking stair. Right? Yeah, yeah, and then um. Uh, dra- drags him all the way like, his the ass. dry storage. Right, yeah. into the dry storage. 
puts him in the dry storage. Okay, so he's trying to get his way out of there, and he's like, yeah. "Look, I was I was crazy, but I'm okay now." This and that, blah, blah, very uh, Blair, like we talked about yeah, two weeks yeah, ago. Yeah. And he's just like, "I'm all right." Look, and she's like, "No, I'm gonna get us help, and we'll get out of here." And yeah. then he's that's when he loses it again. Yeah. He's like, "You're not going anywhere," and he's like laughing and whatnot. Yeah. Like this is like the scene that probably got him the Joker gig too. Sure, it's yeah. just like his smile and his laugh is so like Joker esque yeah, in yeah. this because he's completely fucking lost it at this point in time. Um, yeah, at this point he's gone. He's not. He's not anything right. that's uh, even he's completely, a semblance of their yes. fucking dad anymore. And this is the first scene that we definitely know something odd is is happening in the hotel for sure. And by that I mean Danny could have hurt himself in two thirty seven. Yes, easily. Jack goes to room 237, but he's fucking crazy, yes. so he could have just seen things. Still just that. cabin fever. Right, exactly. Cabin fever craziness. However, he's locked into the fucking thing. Yep. Grady shows up. Yep. He talks Grady into allowing him out of the fucking thing. So now we know for a fact this, this hotel has yeah. got a problem. Yeah, right. yeah. It's, it's shiny. Yeah, yes. for sure. Yeah. Right, exactly. Because the, the hotel, if you, it's not clear. The hotel let him up shines yeah, yeah. just like the two other people sure, that we know yeah. in in this in this scene so we go back into like the apartment area we get uh wendy's laying down like kind of trying to nap and uh now danny has like completely like changed over to tony at this scene because he's yes. just like uh danny can handle it anymore tony's here now right exactly yeah, yeah. tony's there tony's with the red rum everywhere yeah. uh, red, red rum, rum red rum yeah, yeah. um this is the first time I noticed something about this movie, okay? Mm-hmm. Right at this scene. Because when I watch this movie, I've got a little like ticker on the bottom and this and that. And this is two hours in like five minutes at this point in time. Okay. okay? I never have in my life realized this movie was over two hours long. Oh, really? Because it just like flows so well to me and just kind of like starts and then just breaks and breaks and breaks. That's and, interesting. Yeah, yeah and sure. and it's and it's like two hours and like twenty minutes, dude. Yeah, so yeah. like, it's definitely not something I I have ever noticed before this time. I always oh, thought well. this is an hour and forty five minutes, just because of how well paced it is in my in my opinion. Yeah. Okay. Um, but you know, teach and um, that just told me that the pacing was so good. We then go to Jack is now out, and Jack shows up at the room, and he's got an axe, obviously, and like yeah, because he's like nothing would give me more pleasure than to take care of this problem for you guys, right? You know? Right, exactly, because because uh, uh, Creedy was just like, um, you know, a lot of us are thinking maybe you don't have You're the not stomach able for to this, do shit. right? Exactly, yeah. and like he's just you like mean- oh. Let me out. Give me one more fucking option, and I will. Pro- I sh- I'll show you how. Ready yeah, exactly. Is. And then as soon as he's let out, this guy is on a fucking rampage. Yes, yeah. he is now deme- like fucked yeah. up. He's like, Jack I am going to go point. kill these fucking. Yes, humans. exactly. Yeah. I've got. An, he gets a fireman's axe. Yeah. He shows up at the apartment, breaks down the first door, yeah. uh, gets in, the, and at this point, Wendy and Danny jump into the uh, bathroom. bathroom. Yep. She shoves him. Out. Yep, yep, she shoves him out the thing. Probably the most famous scene of the movie because he like breaks. He's like, "Here's Johnny," yeah, you know, and then he yeah. breaks into the door. It was really then, cool seeing that. Yeah, uh, for sure. Like, I mean, memes and uh, right, pop his culture face references in there. all my right. fucking life. <laughs> Absolutely yeah. right, yeah. exactly. So, um, she cuts his hand or whatnot when he tries yep. to reach in. Yeah, and then um, he hears something. So he goes to run to find out what the fuck's going on. Yep, yep. Um, and it's that, uh, what's his name is back. Dick shows up. Yep. He gets asked a question by. Uh, yeah, immediately. <laughs> dude, yeah. dude, he walks it. Like, something about, like, he's hiding behind the, ba- the like, one of the pole banisters right there. Yeah. And he's like, hello, hello. Yeah. And then, oh! 
yeah, like yeah. axes him right in the chest. Axes him in the Dude, chest. I, I fucking love that. I don't, I don't know why I just love that scene so much because yeah. it's just like so fucking crazy. And yeah. Danny's freaking out because of Danny course. can tell that, that that's that happened, uh, what's yeah. happening. Now um, the mom is running through the hotel. Yeah. She runs up the steps, yeah. looks into one of the other apartments, blowjob bear. Okay. So what the fuck is up with that blowjob bear? Blowjob bear is lube man. Is that what that is? It's just like a so, – here's a weird thing. Yeah, but there's like complete backstory to this dude and real life backstory to this dude as well. What? So like that guy that like is getting the blowjob, if I remember correctly, is supposed to slightly represent – what was that guy's name that Leonardo DiCaprio played in um, that flying movie? Howard Hughes or something like that. Howard Hughes is that the guy I'm thinking of? Either way, it's like this like famous like dude from like the old time days, and and he's getting yeah. And there was like this from like a bear. There's a a whole story behind this where like that dude was like um, I forgot what he did at the hotel, but he was an employee at the hotel, and he was always like behind like the 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 manager of the hotel, and like he was you know bisexual, and then he used to dress up in like dog suits and bear suits and. Like a furry. Sexual things, yeah, and stuff like that. So, it was yeah, such a, a weird scene, dude. right? Yeah, just a just a crazy. Like I scene. literally wrote down, "What the fuck was up with that blowjob?" Yeah, like yeah. it. I it just there was no setup to it. Right, there was no explanation. It was totally it was like, like Watchmen Lube Man. Here, You're yeah. just like here Here's it is, a, a dude in a bear suit giving a blowjob to another guy. Like on to the next thing. All right, right, yeah, and then it. she's just run, right because she runs into another hallway. There's yeah. skeletons everywhere. She runs yeah. in the main hallway where the elevator is. That's yeah. where we finally get the blood the scene blood. that we've been yep. like kind of seeing a little bit of whatnot back and forth. Yeah. Um, at this point, Jack is going after Danny because yeah. he's trying to kill Danny yeah. specifically. Um, goes and, in, yeah, because he runs into the hedge maze. Yes, because yeah. Danny goes in the hedge maze. He goes in after the Danny. Eventually, outsmarts his dad. Yeah. walks back into his own footsteps so yeah. that his dad gets lost. He knows the way out because he can follow his footsteps back out. Yeah. after his dad gets past him, his dad is obviously completely lost. It so he's he, still looking for him. Right, exactly, yeah, yeah. completely gone. And then Danny gets out of the hedge mage, meets up with Wendy, yeah. jump into the fucking snow cat, drive away, cuts. Next scene, Jack Nicholson dead. Yeah, you know, frozen, dead, frozen right solid. There. Yeah, for sure. Okay, then. You kind of go from there into back into the hotel and just Zooming. like a panning yeah. shot of a continuous shot of the hotel, yeah. music playing onto the picture. Nineteen twenty one, Fourth of July. Jack Nicholas is in in the ballroom. In the ballroom, yeah. Okay. Which I also didn't get. So here's my interpretation of this story. Okay. okay. Once he was taken by the hotel, he became always in the hotel. Like a story, like where you add to the story and then it's always been part of the story because nobody can decipher what part of the story is what part of the story. So, like, you've been sucked into this and yeah. now you've always been part of this. Just yeah. like, just like, uh, Grady, sure. he gets, he was killed there. So he's there and now he's always part of this. He's always been here because, okay. because you died here, you have now so always been. So he wasn't been actually there. No, definitely the, not. The hotel kind of made it a part of him. Being yes. There. And now he's always been sure. the yeah. caretaker at this hotel. Right. And, in like the like the deeper stuff of this like book and everything like that is the hotel is actually after Danny, but they'll take Jack because like both these people have the shining. Jack has Jack the shining too. too, right? But it's not as strong as Danny's is, and the 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 hotel wants the more stronger version of who can shine there and whatnot because it's an evil hotel and whatnot. So, in the book, the difference is 
he has like he does all the same shit, tries to kill his family, everything like that. But then he breaks from the sanity for a while, and like makes the, his family leave, and then he blows up the hotel, and like by over overflowing the boiler, basically. Is, oh, okay. Is how that, sure. Yeah, I prefer this ending. Yeah, I like this ending a lot Me better. Too. Yeah. Um, but I, I prefer this because that was super weird and unsettling that end yes if you would have just blown it up yeah. i would have been like okay that's a nice little button at the end you right know? exactly yeah. it's just i like that there was up. no button at the end right exactly like even weirder like it's weird like it's fucking super weird that yeah. now because he died here he's always been here, yeah you know? that so that was the that was the big thing for me when i uh, when it ended i was just like wait so was he a ghost you no. know like yeah, it, yeah. did did he was he a part of the hotel and then left and had a life after he killed everybody and then came back and nobody recognized him like I didn't I didn't get what no, was the explanation yeah. I do like the explanation that like it's just a fundamentally haunted hotel so it's never been like and you become like, a part of the history you just become a part of the history. right you just yeah, become yeah. part of the and that's my reading of it because of what we've been shown throughout the movie and seeing this many times and like some of the behind the scenes and stuff like that kubrick's never like said that like specifically like that's the story but it's kind of like we did a couple weeks ago when we did the thing like you're supposed to kind of Bring your own interpretation yeah. of what, and is, that's and my that, interpretation. Uh, of it. Is that a common interpretation? Yes, a lot of people sure. are just like he was. There's other people who believe that he was a ghost yeah. all the time and stuff. And I, I don't like so, that one's harder to explain. Right, exactly. Yeah. Like or like or like even like you've said where he was once at the hotel before and then he, you know, like he was some kind of immortal. Or exactly. Like that. Or but like also that there's yeah. something less interesting about. No, that. and yeah. I agree. I, the ending I go with is just the one I like the best. Sure, so that's yeah. kind of why I've I've kind of been on that one. So, The Shining 1980, what is your opinion? So, I would I recommend it, right? Yeah. That's the better framing. That's the point. Um I don't necess- I don't think I'd recommend this movie. Okay. I liked a lot of this movie. Yeah. But I also was bored a lot of this movie. Okay. Because a lot of it was atmospheric. Yes. And you know, that's why it's it stood out to me when you said that uh, you didn't realize that it was so long um and that because because the pacing you've always really enjoyed the pacing. Sure. To me, that was the opposite. That's the only thing I didn't like was the pacing. I thought that this movie had so much good shit in it, and that's why I I gotta say that I liked the movie. The movie was good, mm-hmm. but I don't know if I'd recommend it or if I did, I'd re- I'd I'd say you might be bored. You know, like because mm-hmm. it's it's kind of like um, it's long in the tooth in a lot of ways. Sure. And and I get it. There's a lot of like establishing a like a continuous atmosphere of an unsettling kind of situation, but there's a lot of it where like it wasn't as unsettling as maybe it might have been back in the day, mm-hmm. and uh, it was just kind of dragging. For okay. me. And so uh, that's it. I guess my complaint was that it it felt. I really felt the two hours and twenty minutes. Like okay. like like for me, it was the opposite. I felt like it was so fucking long. Um, I thought that everything he put into this movie was so cool as far as the things that happened. Mm-hmm. But it, when it was just like establishing shots or in between shots or like just like like him throwing the thing at the wall, like I get it, he's going crazy, and you mm-hmm. got to show the restlessness. But there's just something about how long it took that I was just like, this is this is dragging quite a bit. So that's that's my mm-hmm. like my opinion on it. My opinion is that I loved it. Mm-hmm. I loved all the things that uh, about it that were happening. It was really unsettling in a lot of ways, but it just felt long in the tooth. Okay. So I, I so I would just always recommend it with that caveat. Sure. Watch it if you want to explore a really well done cinema, a really interesting story, 
if you want to get into the deeper Kubrick kind of conspiracy sure, shit, because sure. I, I can't wait to watch Room Two Thirty Seven. Like, yeah, I think that's yeah, gonna be really cool yeah, to watch. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but it, it, but if you're looking for like a cool movie to watch, sure. you might get bored with this one. Yeah, you know. So here's the thing, right? I don't ever watch this movie around Halloween. I always watch this movie in the winter, and I watch it regularly. And I think the more you watch this movie, the more it becomes good. It's one of these films where, it, so when it originally came out, people didn't really like it. It, sure. it had very mixed reviews yeah. and it didn't do well and it took time. And now there's a lot of people who feel that this is Kubrick's best film. Sure. Yeah. Okay. So it's one of those things where like, I think it's so deep in some ways that it needs multiple viewings to really be fully appreciated, yeah. to notice things, to like be, see, see the, like the behind what's what's sure. on the surface of this film, and I love the story. I I love this movie, yeah, of course, yeah. though. Okay, so it's, it's yeah. I it's, think the story yeah. is phenomenal. It's yeah, it's yeah. it's. I'm pretty sure. Like even after watching it again, I'm pretty sure it's my favorite horror movie of all time. Okay, okay yeah. I mean, like you point out, I own the shirt. My keys here. Yeah, have a room two thirty seven. Oh, that's keychain. Yeah, yeah um, you know, I I absolutely love everything about this. Doctor Sleep. We we're talking about Doctor Sleep. I would say if you felt as though you liked what was going on with this movie, I would give Dr. Sleep a watch. It's on HBO. You yeah. can watch it at any point in time. It's about the same length in this. It's a diff- very different story than what this is. And that's oh, what that's I good. really like. Yeah, yeah. Because it follows Danny. It's not Danny. just a soft reboot. No, not at all. And yeah. that's what I enjoy about it. It's it's the story of Danny past this hotel. Okay. Oh, he so comes back or some shit? It's, it's, and it's, uh, Ewan McGregor plays Danny. Yeah, yeah, I really and remember that. He, um, and what he does with his life after this. Oh, that's okay. interesting. So, yeah, and I, I, I really like it. Um, I, I don't want to say that. I thought it was probably one of the better recent King Dunn films. Okay. Oh, okay. So it's not as good as It Chapter One, but uh-huh. it's much better than It Chapter Two. Okay. And a lot better than a lot of the other stuff people have done for King. King hated this movie so much that he remade it in 1997. He did a six fucking hour miniseries for ABC of okay. this. It is bad. Yeah. Very bad. And there are bad people out there that think it's better than this because they are weird Stephen King nut huggers and they're like, they like, because it's, because Steve- it was like basically directed by Stephen King. Yeah. And it is poor in every sense of the word. Like, it has the happy ending, it has the hedge maids monster, so a lot of CGI and stuff like that. Because in the books, the hedge maze has, like, monsters out there, too, and they, they come alive at one point. It's just garbage. Um, this this film, I can see why you would have some issues with the pacing and whatnot. I don't, because it's a, it's it's definitely paced like a 1970s movie. But I appreciate 1970s foot. You know, a lot of uh, another. I think I I feel like another reason that you might have enjoyed something like this more than me is because you're also much more aware of uh, film technicalities. Sure. Yep. Yep. And you appreciate them. Yeah. Continuous shots, things like that. Yeah, I love that. If this podcast has uh, shown us anything, yeah, uh, especially for listeners of the podcast. Um, it is that you really appreciate the nuance of the technicalities of filmmaking yeah. where I sometimes don't even notice. Them. No, you, you know, are like very much more – You're I, I as we watch more and more, you're very much into the mood that the movie sets yeah. and the way you feel throughout the movie yeah. about what's going on yeah, in this yeah, film. Yeah. But and, things have to be going on. Yeah, for whereas sure. Whereas when, when nothing is going on, yeah. 
you're appreciating, you know, what's like, going on in the exactly from, like from how a, it's yeah, shot and what it's yeah. what it's doing here, right. like uh, technically. Whereas I'm just like, I need the next thing to happen. Right. Now. <laughs> yeah, and, totally. and, and like, not from a child. I don't want to like yeah. make it seem like you're a child. Sure, like, you yeah. like I need the next. Yeah. Like you're on ADD or some sure, shit like that. Yeah. But definitely, you want a thing that's going yeah. and and moving. And it's like you know, like we've talked about with the Marvel movies and sure. stuff like that. You like the story that's being told, and it's and it's constantly going. If I can disappear into this world, right. I'm happy. Yeah. But I, I'm not going to disappear into the filmmaking. Yeah. Whereas you can disappear into the filmmaking. Well, like, dude, like, even this, like, there's there's things in this movie that I knew that, like, as I rewatched it, I'm like, he's not going to care about this at all. But yeah. I love, like, even the way the apartment was set, like, yeah. set, and the the cars and how they were, like, like I was just like, I love I this. Like, I love that. all yeah, this sure. shit. Like, I'm, I'm so weird like I'm that, the, though. I'm into the narrative. Yeah, of course. You're into, right. into the production. Everything. I'm, yeah, I, for sure. I do like... The narrative, and I do like the story too. But I like the when production, it, and, and right. it's whole. You like the production, yeah. I yeah. like everything about it, and like the cinematography yeah. and all that stuff yeah. is just is just what I enjoy. Those, those are all things that you, while you're watching a movie, get lost in. Yes, yeah. Where, yeah, yeah whereas sure. they go over me, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. I'm into the story that you're telling, yeah. And I love the atmosphere, yeah. and the atmosphere needs to be there for me to really love the story. That's why I like the thing so much, right? Right. But the thing was like nonstop, you know, yeah. like even well, it's for, an hour and forty five minutes. Yeah, so, exactly. Yeah. If this if this movie would have been an hour and forty five yeah. minutes, I feel like it would have been perfect. But it was just uh, it should probably be about, in my opinion, it should probably be about two hours. Like yeah. I felt like there's twenty minutes that could have been edited but but like and but it could have been edited for a person like me yeah whereas whereas were you if you're if you enjoy the the technicality of the things that he was trying to do that he executed on perfectly yeah yeah yeah. then you're gonna appreciate and love those extra 20 minutes but i'm gonna agree with you that i felt like there were definitely scenes where i was like oh you could have trimmed a little bit of this but there's no way kubrick's letting somebody trim some of that like that's not gonna happen so like he was telling the story he wanted to tell in the way that he was gonna tell it exactly and and he did it masterfully yeah i just think that for a person who is more caught up into your world and the narrative you're telling sure you're gonna get you're gonna lose me where it's just technicality so let me ask this so you've seen 2001 yeah uh you've seen Odyssey, yeah, sure. uh clockwork orange yeah yeah which one is your favorite of those three movies clockwork orange okay oh uh, of the three movies that i just yeah, saw that the you've shining. Seen now. okay yeah, yeah, yeah the yeah. shining because uh because fundamentally the shining had a cooler story mm-hmm. sure you know sure. like it and it had great characters and it sure. was unsettling i loved everything about this movie yeah my my one issue is a little bit of the pacing uh the movie that really does this in the opposite way is 2001 a space odyssey sure. i've watched that movie two times okay uh the first time i fell asleep mm-hmm. uh I, I couldn't finish it the second time i held my eyes open Whoa. near the end to stay from falling asleep because I was determined to watch this fucking movie <laughs> uh, and I just could not bear yeah. how slow it was. Yeah, yeah. This movie was an egregious overindulgence in technicality. Sure. That's what this movie was. Yeah. It was a lot of long shots to classical music yeah. and like the fact that he was able to pull some of this stuff off was like cinema magic. It was a cornerstone yeah, of like, yeah. like cinematic development but to me, no, nothing in the story was being told. It was just like this, like setting the mood for a long time. And I, like, I, I shit you not, mm-hmm. it took me a, it was, it was a struggle through two settings for me to be sure, able to watch sure. this movie. I got you, I got you. All right, so for this next month, 
Um, oh, yeah. We're not really interested in doing any romantic movies, so we're just going to skip right over that. We're going to do, do the opposite of <laughs> romantic movies. Yeah, we're coming at you with war movies war instead. Movies. You know, yeah, and some yeah. some movies that I'm sure plenty of people out there enjoy. The first one we're going to do, we're going to, you know what? Since uh, you had a little bit of a rocky thing here with Kubrick, we're going to yeah. go into a different Kubrick movie. Okay. Yeah, the Kubrick War movie, Full Metal Jacket. All right, and let's do Full Metal Jacket. Yeah. The important part of football. Full Wait, uh, did, what about a Apocalypse Now. Oh, you've never seen Apocalypse Now? No. Have you never seen those. Platoon? No. You've never seen Platoon I thought, or Apocalypse Now? I thought Platoon was All right, a show. So we're, <laughs> boom, we're going to fucking sidetrack here. We're going to do Apocalypse Now and Platoon. They both won Academy Awards for Best Film. Okay. Platoon is a very 80s yep. film. Apocalypse Now is like an adventure war movie. Okay. Um, we'll definitely go at, at you like that. Uh, and when we come at you with those movies, yeah. you're going to be like, you're going to be scared because you're going to hear the bullets coming at you live because we're live. And then in <laughs> platoon, it's like shooting bullets and you're going to think the AKs are live Wait. coming at you. <laughs> Wait. So in this, in, in your mind now, not only are we recording these lives, but yeah. we're watching these live. Yeah. Isn't that the whole point? <laughs> like we're doing live like movies to the. No, we're not. And that's never going to happen. <laughs> Come out, come out, wherever you are. Little pigs, little pigs, let me in. Not by the hair on your chinny chin chin. Then I'll huff and I'll puff and I'll blow your house in. 